When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Hello, welcome to it. This is Off The Bench, as you heard, with Scotty Sattler and myself, Jason Matthews. Sats, well, he's on location and we're not allowed to say where he is. It's secret location business uh, this weekend with Off The Bench. Satsy, hello, how are you? Two words. Woogie, witness protection. Sounds like you're in the toilet uh, in witness mm. protection. Welcome to Off the Bench, mate. Uh, everything's all right. Uh, will you be able to return to your normal life soon? Well, it remains to be seen. The Fugitive. Once upon a time <laughs> on radio, they called it The Fugitive. But, yeah, it's been a massive week, hasn't it? And, oh. and it just all opens up to what a, a great weekend of rugby league it's going to be because uh, the game in New Zealand and – I sent a picture out to yourself and Daddy Vass and, and our good Matt, Matty Rogers overnight or this morning. The head, the, the front page of the New Zealand Herald is basically a picture of Sean Johnson with the word on top of it saying hope. And everyone, everyone's just putting all their chips in on the Warriors this weekend. And again, during a, a World Cup year where the, the All Blacks are playing and it seems to be that the New Zealand Warriors, the Wars are taking front and centre stage. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? It's uh, uh, and you know what we we spoke to people during the week on Sports Day, and the Warriors have overtaken the All Blacks whilst the Rugby World Cup is going on. That's incredible, isn't it? It is, it is. And being over there a couple of weeks ago, you could just see the everything from the you know, the people that work at the airport when you arrive to the general person in the street that would normally be wearing a you know, a, an all-black scarf or a beanie or a jersey, whatever it may be, well, they're all talking about the New Zealand Warriors. And, and Danny Badiris, who's the general manager of rugby league for the for the Newcastle Knights, we're going to talk to him really soon. And he's in New Zealand now, of course, for that, that huge match against, uh, against the Warriors. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting too. The other thing that I found fascinating, um, to come out of discussions with our New Zealand listeners to Sports Day was that they find rugby boring now. And it's really interesting because that's how we feel about rugby in Australia. It's it's over-officiated, uh, it's slow, um, and then when something else shiny and new comes along, which is all of a sudden going, well, people are just abandoning the, the All Blacks, and it's I never thought I'd see this. Well, I just think also, you know, New Zealand have been so good at rugby for so many decades, and also netball, been also very successful in netball for so many years, and and their cricket side has either ebbed or flowed, whether yep. it's through the Test Match Series or the One Day Series. And all of a sudden, they've got another team, which is they've really been in the abyss for so long, the Warriors, and now they're back and finishing in the top four. You're right, you've hit the nail on the head there, Wolves, with a shiny new toy, and you know they're playing an entertaining style of rugby league. They're playing a gritty style of rugby league. And of course, it's current at the moment. It's, it's in their face each and every day as opposed to the World Cup and... And All Blacks tests only come around so often because this is in their face every day. It's, 
You are right. It's, it's the shiny new toy. Mm. Uh, as you said, Danny Baderis on the show soon. Uh, former Rooster Bulldog Tiger. South Junior. Should have played for South. So we'll call him a South <laughs> Junior legend. Uh, and NRL 360 host uh, Braitha Nasta will be on as well. And Chris Nelson's got some tips uh, thanks to Racing Queensland over the weekend. Time for our running hot segment, though. Except nothing less than Australia's best. I guess uh, that's Reem, by the way. I guess the big news story from from the week is the Val Holmes, that stupid mm. photograph. We, look, we don't know what the substance is, and we're not even going to speculate. That's not for us. We'll report on what we know at this stage. Uh, he's got a couple of more days uh, to to come back to the NRL with, uh, with a please explain. You know what? I, I agree with you. Um, we don't know what the substance is. And with a few more days to respond to that breach notice, and he basically got to explain why, put up some form of defence of why he shouldn't be further penalised through both he and his management firm. Now, the NRL Integrity Unit and, and the Cowboys are looking into this, but quite frankly, if I'm Val Holmes, I'm putting my hand up and I'm saying, you know what, guys? I don't engage in, in any sort of illicit drug behaviour, but I do agree with you. The insinuation that I, that I am through the photo is mm. not a great look for the game, mm. and I'm willing to, to receive any pen, uh, punishment that you throw my way. And I, I think that's the easiest way for, one, the game to move on for it, but most importantly, just Val to be able to own what was a, you know, quite an embarrassing situation, first and foremost for himself, because he's a proud family man, mm. and then secondly for the game as well. So I think it's probably easy to, just to say the insinuation was really poor and I need to receive whatever punishment you, you give me. And Sats, if he wants to clear his name further, get a hair follicle test and prove that it yeah. wasn't. It was just a stupid photo, which was dumb. It was just dumb. Uh, and yeah. then he can completely clear his name. Uh, he doesn't have to. That's completely up to you, uh, to him. But there's no uh, there's no drug testing for teams in the off-season, I believe. Is that right? That's right, for illicit drugs, yeah. During the off-season, it's part of the RLPA and the NRL's agreement that, that players Which is ridiculous. Many people, well, many people will say, well, Lynn, you know, if you're on annual leave at your normal job and you have in-house drug testing, uh, random in-house drug testing at whatever job you've got, whatever industry you work in, when you're on annual leave, you know they can't just rock up at your house. But uh, I suppose the difference is that you're dealing with with people that don't have the ability to go on annual leave and be out of out of the limelight. Where where children and adults look up to them. You're mm. you're always on call twenty four hours a day, and people go, "Oh, that's that's not good. That's got that's not good enough. That's too harsh." Well, it's the world. Unfortunately, you when you sign the bottom of that document, which is an NRL contract. Unfortunately, that's. Yeah, that's what you're going to be bound by as a, as a professional athlete. And let's not forget, it's illegal. It's illegal. Yeah, so exactly. if, if people yeah, are exactly, participating yeah. in, in that environment, and, and again, I'm not suggesting Val Holmes has done this in this case, no. but if people do participate in illicit drugs and take them, then you should also face the law as well. Anyway, mm. let's move I'd on. Be, from, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd be really surprised if, if Val, you know, if the, the picture itself... Even though the insinuation looks really, really poor, the mm. perception looks really, really poor, I, I'd be really surprised if it is what many people thought it was. But anyway, yeah, I think we should move on. Yeah, the Dolphins, this this was breaking news on Thursday night when we yeah. were on Sports Day. They could be forced to pay a $50,000 fine after being accused of breaking the NRL's anti-tampering laws. The NRL confirmed the Dolphins were issued a breach notice for allegedly attempting to get Broncos rising star Dean Mariner to walk out on his contract with two years 
to run. Now, Sats, uh, I don't understand the the contractual laws of rugby league and all. Is this a pretty serious breach? Yeah, it is. Um, It is when you read it about it uh, on face value. Now, this just didn't happen recently because Dean Manners re-signed with the Broncos. He's only 20 years of age and uh, he's a tremendous young outside back. And with Herbie Farnworth going to the Brisbane Broncos, he's the next in line for Herbie Farnworth's job. So, But they tried to get Dean Mariner first. This this happened like nine or ten months ago, allegedly, where they tried to induce... The allegation is they tried to induce him out of breaking his contract with the Broncos and coming to the Dolphins for their first year. So this has been a nine or ten month investigation. Um, it's basically around the record keeping. Now, when you have any conversations with player managers uh, or any players, there needs to be there needs to be correct um, record keeping in relation to that. So the NRL can come to you at any stage and say, okay, you had negotiations with this player and this player manager. We need to see what the record of conversations have been like, like a a little bit like um, yeah. So just ensuring that um, everything is in order and professional. So, but. Terry Reid, the CEO, was saying, we don't have any records on it because we didn't make any sort of official approach to him. And and it'll, it'll all be in... There's, there's The NRL would probably be feeling as though they've... Well, they've obviously received a complaint from the Brisbane Broncos and because they couldn't get Dean Mariner, he did actually ask for a release from his contract, allegedly, Dean Mariner. Mm. And this is what started this whole conversation from the Broncos him asking for release, Broncos smelling a rat and saying, what's going on here? Further conversation with his manager. Um, but what it will come down to, is there any is there any like factual evidence? Is there mm. any emails, text messages, whatever it may be between either party that can prove to the NRL that that there was some sort of uh, approach and inducement have they, made? Sats, have they got the power to get that stuff turned over to them? Like, I mean, they're not the police. Well, they're not the police, but there are there are rules about being a player agent, and they're right, quite okay. they're very precise and concise rules. So, you know, if the NRL wish to look at your records for whatever reason that pertains to rugby league negotiations, well, they would have the right to. Um, so, um, yeah, that's that's going to be the, that's going to be the big question here. Terry Reid is saying we didn't make any formal offer to him or formal approach. So we don't have any records for it, so we can't actually can't help you out. So but can you make can you make off the record approach? You can't make off the record approaches either, though, can you? No, not, and again, not, not suggesting that that's happened, but you can't you can't make any approach, can you? No, you can make you can make an approach about when does he come off contract? When he comes off contract, November oh. one, we'd love to be able to talk to him, but you you can't make any formal offer while a player is still under contract. So someone can't go to Jerome Luai right now who comes off contract at Penrith the end of next year. He's allowed to talk to people November 1. They can't go to him now and make formal offers Mm. until November 1. All right. But they can inquire about his services. Okay, we've got to get to a break. I'm not going to talk about simply the best, the musical being the entertainment at the Grand Final. Oh, you're over this, aren't you? I like it. (laughs) No, except nothing less than Australia's best. In its staller room, Australia's favourite hot water. This is Off the Bench. When we come back, Bedsy joins us. More Off the Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off the Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Only six metres out, Newcastle. They want to level things up. Can Badiris get there? Oh, Danny Badiris, the veteran. 
Blake hasn't wearied him. He reaches out oh. to level things up at 12-all. Tell you what, push that veteran and age thing, didn't they, in that mm. commentary? Holds his age pretty well, this guy. Oh, he does. What is he now? Yeah. Only 33? I don't know. What uh, He's joining us now on the line. He's got, he... the, he's got the bandy legs like an 84-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And he's been freshly frisked by customs in New Zealand. He loved it, Sats. He asked is for a true, opinion. Is it true, Danny Badiris, general manager of the Newcastle Knights, that you had a cavity search as you went through <laughs> customs in Auckland? No, not quite. Not quite. I, I didn't have anything to, to get through. Um, I just... Uh, Hopefully we've got something to get get out of here, and it's not two points, it's a bloody win. So mm. it'd be nice if we can get out of it. There's so many up the wires, it's, um, <laughs> you can tell straight away it's, um, it's going to be a great couple of days. So, yeah, from the from the air hostesses to the to the people at the airline, it's, um, yeah, they're, they're right involved with the war, uh, with the wires. And, um, yeah, hopefully we're here to sort of spoil the party, I guess. It's an amazing, it's an amazing story for the Warriors, isn't it? Considering, Danny, uh, that at the moment there's a World Cup going on involving the All Blacks, and yet the Warriors have stolen the hearts and the minds of New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. The country, I we, we experienced it last week, weekend, and no, weekend, weekend, with um, you know, just the city in Newcastle, the, the enormity of it all, and, the, and how glad everyone is to see you doing well and being in that, that situation to, to be in the finals. That, you know, they've got a whole country, a whole country on their shoulders here. So, um, you know, they've there be a bit of pressure, I guess. We experienced it last week, and probably the, from our point of view, we get to come over here and um, just bed down and be in camp for a little bit. The boys arrived as well today and um, do a bit of training tomorrow, get, get surrounded and really lock in and uh, put a performance in on, on Saturday night. Now, Betsy, you've been in these situations before as a player where you, you go into enemy territory, whether it's for New South Wales, Australia, or all the Knights, and, and you have to really upset the apple cart. On their on their home turf and these big games, these big finals matches, what's the best message to the playing group? If you had five minutes with the playing group and Adam O'Brien said you've been here, Bedsy, what would you say to them? How do they handle a situation like this and not get overawed by it all? Yeah, just running towards it. That's the thing, I guess. From um, and and the, quieting the crowd down is one of the things. So the, the lot of balls uh, in play, I guess you could say, and um, you know you're you're not bringing the crowd into it by making errors or. No, doing anything like that—that's that's the important part. So taking the crowd out of it emotionally, and that's by playing well and playing a real, um, I guess, a statistic style of footy where you can get the ball as far as you can down the other end, and they don't get the ball down your end. So it can be simple, but it's just a, the occasion of, of it all is. I think the excitement around what the boys are doing and how they're playing—they should be very confident to come over here and, and play really well. And and they're up against the Warriors team that will, you know, they're looking to go deep into September as well. So. Yeah, it's, it, it makes it's got all the ingredients for a great night out um, for both teams. It's um, all, all to play out, which is awesome. And but yeah, I, I guess from the players' point of view, and if you were saying to the players, it's the occasion of at home, so and quieting that crowd. Now, when when you talk about how well the team's been going, Bedsy, the Knights ten in a row, and a lot of people are saying, oh, it's because Kalen's not playing Origin, he's he's back on the field and. Uh, he's got a you know, fresh, fresh psychologically, he's really fresh and he looks quick. But there's more than just one player that comes to the side when you win 10 in a row. What can you put your finger on? It's something that we don't see from the outside as a reason why this Knights team's gone so well. Yeah, well, I guess if you look at it, Sats, you've got, um, oh, you know, years gone past. Even when I was playing at the Knights, um, you know, you take one player out and a certain um, immortal and, and Joey and probably things would sort of break down a little bit, I guess. 
Um, from our point of view, the, the framework and the structures we've got in play now, attack and defence, um, that's the club we've always wanted to be because you look at Penrith, they can just put another player in and he does a job. And whether or not it's a halfback, a winger or a centre, they, they always do a job. And I feel like that's where we're starting to get to, which is great where you can, you know, Jackson Hastings won't be there. So Adam Clune comes in and he gets to he gets to play a role and he just has to play his role and he doesn't have to do anything extraordinary because the team, the team structure gets him home and, and, and will help him play. So I guess... I guess that's a, a real attractive thing for us and a big step in the right direction this year. What about Bradman Best? He's, his form leaving, leading up to Origin was pretty good. Got that selection. You obviously would have spent time with him in camp as well. But since Origin, he's just exploded, Betsy. Yeah, you've got, Chase, you've got a couple of different options that can happen out of Origin. You, you can come real flat. Um, it's been a tough series and you, you go down in a, in a tough grinding series and you can bounce out there a little, or not bounce out there, you can come out a little bit flat. But if you get an opportunity, you know, like Bradman did, you, you can bounce out of there and he experienced something um, that he wants to do it over and over again. And he also experiences a level of play that um, he knows he can get to now. So it just becomes a standard for him and he needs to keep keep working hard to keep at that standard. And same as last week with the team, you know, we went through a period last week where, you know, we're, um, we're still playing final for the nice last weekend's Canberra. So they had to pull themselves and get out of a real deep hole to, to, to get that. So they've experienced something together that will stand them in good stead for Saturday night. Mate, two questions about Carlin Ponga. How's his shoulder? And what's that little round thing sitting on the top of his shoulder? Is that some sort of bandage? Or? It's a little dome. Uh, yeah. It looks like a half a tennis ball. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's got something going on in there, hasn't he? So, yeah, it's, it's a protective... Uh, layer and I'm sure there's a lot of layers in there but I uh, did, did the job I, lo- I loved when he had um, the opportunity to have his first run last week, he just got the ball just took off, yeah. took his heart off just ran straight into the defensive line and I think that was a really good sign to see that that's what how he felt and that was his mindset so um, not only did he have the you know, he had a, a tough game personally from the point of view of pain and whatnot, but he, he led really he led the team so superbly you know, with his actions and his communication out on the field so yeah, he's really growing and growing this year as a leader, and he's also showing those signs where he can be, you know, in the top couple, uh, which we all know he can be in this competition. And Bedsy, did the shoulder pull up okay? Yeah, no, all good. It's that, that's all. It was always the worry going into last week was, you know, how we're going to look after him this week. But it's been great to see him putting a, you know, a different coloured bib on at training, and that's obviously don't hit me bib. And <laughs> um, he's out there training, and and you know he's he's doing uh, the whole the whole session. So. That's been really good, and I think that's a big positive for, for Carlin and the club. Heard Joey throughout the week talk about the scenes at McDonald Jones Stadium last week, Bedsy, and sometimes you forget when you, you're long retired about when you guys are playing there and, and winning comps and but playing in final series that that yeah. the old old Marathon Stadium was rocking in those days as well. Did it take you back to, let's throw out there, 2001, the year you won the comp, did it take you back to those scenes, yeah. what you saw last week? Yeah, I did. I did uh, hear Joey's comments, and and we all know and love our, our Andrew Johnson, but he can embellish a little story or exaggerate a little bit. <laughs> but he wasn't exaggerating last week. That 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 was amazing. That was amazing, and he was spot on what he said. You know, from a player to watching to being you know part of the club now, I, I don't think he's ever heard a, a crowd that loud. And uh, yeah, it was it was a, a special occasion for for the club and you know, where where it's been. But just to see the fans, I, I just go back to that where Tyson Gamble picked the ball up sort of five metres off our line and then mm. everyone was looking for Dom. He's found Dom and then they, they, the crowd went up another 
a level again. And then obviously Gong had to beat Rapana to score the try, and the crowd just went berserk. And that was that was a real amazing occasion for all the fans. And there's been a lot of new fans this year, and but there's also a lot of uh, fans that have gone through some hard times with us. Which um, now I've loved seeing the, the young younger generation in red and blue jerseys, and they've got got a couple of players they love to follow there in the team. Yeah, good stuff. Now, Phoenix Croslin coming through as a 16, 7-year-old always was touted as going being a really good half, but he's found his way into the hooker position with Jaden Braley being out. You being one of the great hookers, Beds, I know you've got a lot on your plate with the general manager role, but does Adam O'Brien get you to utilise you to, to work with him as well? Because he's been probably the most improved player in the comp this year. Yeah, that general manager role has changed that role, which is great. So I'm going back out into my natural habitat, out on the field a little bit more, and being a little bit of a support pace out there with um, with Phoenix. But he he's driving everything for uh, his standard of play. You know, we've got a little uh, nines club that you know your day off we come in and do some stuff, and Phoenix drives that. And um, he's actually born in Wellington, Phoenix, uh, yeah. over here in New Zealand. So mm. I think he came about a I don't know three or four years of age. But um, yeah, he. He, uh, he's, you know, first thing is you go from a half into a number nine position, you've got a lot to defend. And I think Phoenix really enjoys that part of the game, being physical in there. And, um, yeah, he's, he's really enjoying his time. He's happy and, um, you know, he'll, uh, he'll be excited about getting out there. And, this, you know, a lot of these guys, first, first time last week, experienced the final situation. And uh, that's at home in front of our beloved fans. But, you know, they're going into a hostile territory. So, uh, they all have to stand tall and do it together and stay together because um, at the end of the day, that's that's what they'll have on that field, just the, just the players uh, going into battle. Yeah, good stuff. Now, before we let you go, thank you for joining us, mate. We know you're busy in, in New Zealand, but your training group, is that still going? Like, was it Mark Hughes, is Kirk Gidley, Steve Crow and Co? Well, still going or not? Yeah, well, it, it is going. It definitely is, but we've had a little bit of a... We've got through a winner and we've, we, we binged on it and then we've gone off a little bit, but we've got to get back. We've got to get back into uh, what we're doing. We've got, we've got a couple of likely characters, as you know, in our, our group, and sometimes we can fall off the rails a little bit and we've got to get back on. So <laughs> What about Chief? We're, we're on our way back. We'll, uh, There's Chief training. Uh, What's yeah, Chief, Chief doing? Awesome. Uh, yeah, he trains with us. He, he does uh, a lot of um, range of movement, I guess you could call it, uh, <laughs> just getting the body going. And he gets into it. Chief, he gets right into it, loves the boxing and... As I keep saying, mate, it's always about that that chat and that coffee at the end of it and the swim. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, um, oh, that's great. Yeah, I've, I've just I've just uh, got me all myself from the airport, nearly into Auckland. I've, I've just board board my car crew, which is uh, Jade Braley. Brails has come over with me, and uh, I've got my two boys who are very lucky to be running out um, as a ball boy tomorrow night. Oh, oh that's awesome! Night, so awesome. For that. So Jaden Braley didn't get a he didn't have a feed on the plane. Did you say he was hangry? Was he? he's very hangry? <laughs> He didn't eat the plane because he's an athlete. But, um, yeah, he did not eat on the plane. So he might go up into his room and tuck into a club singer. I don't know. Hey, is he um, – how long till he's back He's back running now, is he, or how far yeah, away Brothers is he? Yeah, running. He's running, running really well. Yeah, yeah good. He'll be right for, you know, for the first, first day of preseason when he'll get back into it and he'll start that process again. So, um you know, it's it's tough. I'm being the club captain and the team captain, and to see the team where they are, and you know, Brown's got all the support in the world, and he knows he'll be back. So, um, you know, you can't wait to see the boys take the take the field on Saturday night. Either. Good stuff. Yeah, Betsy. Look, thanks for your time. I know you're busy in in New Zealand, and 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 thanks for the thank the boys for the game they gave us last Sunday with uh, the Raiders. One of the best games 
of rugby league that I have seen in years. It was amazing. Hopefully that can be repeated again this week against the Warriors. Good luck, mate, and thanks for your time on Sports Day. Cheers, man. Thanks, boys. No worries. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Back to the middle. It's down Minicello. A long-range shot from Anasta. He's got it. Oh, what a kick. He got a kick. Anasta has nailed it. Brave Anasta has kicked the drop goal. What a finish. As long as I can be true to myself, hopefully I'll find someone that I can I can fall in love with, then they can love me back. We had to throw that in. We had to throw that in. He's multiple test matches, multiple state of origins, premiership winner in 2004, and I've got to say, a hell, of a, hell of a nice guy as well, joins us on Sports Day. Braith and Asta, host of NRL 360. How are you, mate? Hello, legends. How are we? How can you have to throw that in at the end? Well, <laughs> you're a man of the people. Well, we, we, we need to we need to understand why we're not seeing Braith and Astor as the Bachelor. We need to know. That would have just got eyeballs all over it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I, they asked me to go on the bloody show, and I thought I actually thought about it for a while, but um, no, I, I couldn't do it. No, no, there's too many lunatics out there. <laughs> you're right Not there, mate. Go. Now, you're right there. Gordy's spreading rumours that you're actually allergic to roses. That's why you couldn't go on it. <laughs> oh, Gord, they were, you know what? All my mates wanted me to go on it just so they could take the piss out of me. Oh, <laughs> oh I bet. Like, you've got to do it. I'm like, no way. Mm. No way. Hey, before we talk about the finals and Dally M, Brace, uh, and before you go on air... Your good mate Mitch Pearce decided to hang up his boots and retire yeah. overnight. He's he's had a I mean he's had a rocky road, but I've got to say we spoke about him last night. He, he got to bury a lot of the ghosts, didn't he, through Origin and uh, late in his career. But um, a hell of a player, wasn't he? He was. Pearce, he, um, you know, you're right. He had a lot of ups and downs, and he, he was under a, a lot of pressure there. The Roosters have been you know halfback for a long period of time at a, a club that just expects success and um, they were were a powerhouse for quite a period but just couldn't get it done there for a while but you're right he got he did end up getting it done which was amazing for him and he's a good mate of mine and he was one heck of a player he got the premiership there in 2013 in that origin series when he got the monkey off his back and couldn't quite ice that um, a winning series until he did Uh, and he deserved it because PC, you know although a larrikin um, was the consummate professional like he he works his work ethic is second to none, um, and attention to detail at training. Um, he's a great leader, um, and he's, he's just a good guy. Pierce. like mm. he just lives and breathes it. Obviously, his dad Wayne had a big influence on his life, and he was born with a foot in his hand. Uh, but his career, he's had a great career, and I wish him all the very best. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, now, Braith, want, want to talk to you about your roosters, mate. Um, Tight victory over over my Sharkies on the weekend. Bloody broke my heart. But uh, yeah. mate, what did you like about that victory on the on the weekend? Yeah, it, it was. There was a lot to like about it because uh, your Sharkies should have won. Really, mm, they, they, they were in have. full control, and it was it was hard to watch if you're a Sharks fan because you know they've worked so hard there, but um, they just didn't ice those opportunities when they had them, and they they just kept the Roosters in the game. I, I suppose. What I loved about it is that the, the fact that they just fought so hard with so many injuries, Swaliki going off and Manu going off with that hamstring and JWH being uh, suspended. So to f- dig deep and find a way to win, that will to win was the most impressive thing because really they had no right to. And 
yeah, they got a bit lucky, but I think when you're winning games and you've got that team that are full of confidence and just never really, you don't doubt yourself when you win, you know, seven, I think it's what, seven in a row or six in a row now. You never really, when you get into, into those tight games, you still, because you, you, you've won so often um, of late, you, you just feel like you're going to get it done. And you can see by their actions, like the Tedesco and Kiri charge downs. And, you know, they got that deflection with the Walker kick, but um, that's the way that Sam Walker plays. And, you sort of make your own luck, and that's what the Roosters are doing at the moment. Yeah, mate, they, they seem to run out of juice last year. Um, have, they st- have they got enough juice in the tank to, to go down to Melbourne and, and beat Melbourne? Oh, yeah, I don't know. This, I, you know, I hope they do, but I, I, realistically, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, even in that game, even though it was a close game against the Sharks, you wouldn't say it was the highest of quality. No. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, and they, they kind of, even though they got it done, it just took a lot for them to get it done. And now they've got to go to Melbourne. And Melbourne, out of any team in the comp for a long time now, are the best at bouncing back. Uh, they very rarely put two ordinary performances together. We've said that for over a decade. They just don't. Um, they were embarrassed uh, with that performance. I spoke to Ken even only an hour ago um, about about the loss uh, in, in Brisbane. So their pride was dented, Melbourne. Uh, and they... They all hit back and hit back hard, I would expect. And the Roosters with so many injuries, and you're right, sort of back end of the year and, and being on a high, but also, you know, they've got some, a mountain to climb, I would say, if they are to win. It'd be one of the best in the history of the club. Mm. Hey, Braith, you're very close to, to Cam Munster because you're now his manager, but give us a little bit of an insight of what he's like after, say, a performance on, yeah. on Friday night? Because we see this larrikin, but he owned his performance straight yeah. after the game. Is he a guy that hurts after a performance like that? Oh, big time. He's one of those guys. You know, he's, he, he, you know, he's a larrikin, Kim, and but he, in terms of a player, and I love that he's a larrikin. We all do. That's why he, what makes him the player that he is as well, because he's got a different personality and he's funny and he's, he's kind of a bit loose, right, which a lot of the great players are. But in terms of his... Um, uh, his, his ability to not, not only read games, but just his knowledge of the game is, is really uh, high. It's, it's second to none. Uh, I've never met a player like him where he just he, he analyses the game. He's very smart. Uh, he hates losing. Like he, 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 you see, you can see it in his performances. But he's one of those guys that even even though he played t- uh, ordinary on the weekend, and he openly said that you very rarely see it, but. He just chases everything. He competes for every play. He pops up everywhere, and he he just he's filthy. He's not happy at all. He's pretty pretty down about it. Um, and that's why I expect. I think they all are because you know it wasn't only him. You got Harry um, Harry Grant who who really was disappointed in the way that he played as well in Jerome Hughes. And you never see all all three of those guys play four in one game. There's always one or the other that stands up and. And maybe saves them or, or comes up with with a few big plays. So they're they're, they're hurting big time, and, and I, I'd expect, um, you know, as I said earlier, a lot better performance. Hey, I, I love Braith when you get to finals and the big dogs stand up. And what I mean by that is you got the Brisbane Broncos and Adam Reynolds and Co. On Friday night, they send a huge message to the rest of the comp. They sit back and watch the rest of the games play out over the weekend, and then Saturday rolls around, and Nathan Cleary goes, "Okay, well, you've got to." You got a pair of kings. I got a pair of aces. He's he's one of the masters at rising to the le- uh, the, the next level, isn't he? He is, and you know it, it, you're right. He's spot on with that because the the finals are about 
the best players in our game standing up in the big moments uh, when the pressure's on because that's really what brings out your true colours and separates you from the rest. And we've seen it over the years with all the great players, you know, JT, Coops, Andrew Johns, Darren Lock. Like, the list goes on. They're, they're the one, they, these are the guys that really are elite. And Reynolds is one of them, and he was uh, so impressive and has been since he's put that Broncos, Broncos jersey on last year. And Cleary's just... I mean, he was another level again, mm. albeit against a side that was struggling a little bit without Johnson. But still, like he just gets better with every game. And he's obviously very comfortable uh, with the players around him because he's played with them for such a long period of time. But in terms of his own performance, uh, it, he's, he's only young too. And you can see that every year he just find, he's finding another level. Uh, and because he's done it now the last two years on the biggest stage and won those two premierships, of course... He's so confident, right? And you can tell he's just he's just owning it right now, and he's going to be hard to stop in this final series. Yeah, mate. We we heard a, a bit of a hot take from your mate Gordy on on Cleary, just saying he doesn't put him in the Alfie sort of Joey Johns category. Where do you stand? He must be close. Gee, I mean, he's you know back to back premiers, twenty yeah, five origins. Mm. I mean, he's if he's not there, yeah. he's he's not far away. No, he's not far at all. I'm a bit on the fence. It's hard to. It's a hard question because, you know, and Cooper Cronk come on after Cordy, uh, Gordy, sorry, made those comments and made a good point that although he hasn't, I think the only thing holding him back, which Gordy was trying to allude to, was, was the origin, yeah. uh, owning origin level. He hasn't quite done that yet. And, you know, to, to be one of the greats of our game, you know, you talk about Wally and uh, Alfie and Lockyer and JT and Coops and, you know, Joey Johns, they've all owned every level of the game. And I think that's where Gordy kind of has a question mark over him. And so did Cooper. But Cooper also said that none of those players, not one of the guys I just named, were, were playing better at than Nathan at their at his age right now. Yep. So he's actually ahead of all them in terms of his progression and um, I suppose getting to greatness. But Gordy's probably right. He's not quite there yet. He's playing great. He's a great player. But is he one of the best ever? Well, he's, he's still got probably a little bit to prove. Uh, but, boy, he's not quite. He's very close. Yeah. He's very yeah. close. Now, mate, on to the other game. Um, Knights going over to Auckland to uh, to take on the Warriors. Uh, mate, what do you think of the Knights? Can they get themselves back up after a battle on Sunday? Yeah, I think they can. And, and it's similar to the, to the Roosters, although they've got probably more firepower right now. And, um, and they haven't got as many injuries as, as the Roosters. And, Winning form is invaluable and confidence is king. And, and, and they're just, although, and, and you know what, they, they weren't at their best on the weekend against Canberra, but, but they still got it done. Uh, mm. And the Warriors, they worry me a little bit because although they've had Sean Johnson out, um, they've lost their last two games convincingly. Yeah. And that, 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 that's got to have some sort of uh, impact or effect on their mindset and confidence at the moment because they're flying all year. And that's why I sort of questioned why they rested so many players against the Dolphins. I, di- I didn't like that heading into it, like getting belted by the Dolphins heading into the into the first final. I, I would have tried to sort of stay red hot and keep the confidence levels up because that's for a team like them, they don't have the strike power or the players probably that the others do in this final series. And they've been enormous all year, but I think a lot of it would come down to with confidence and belief yeah. and, and and sort of I think the last two weeks could have hurt them. I still think they should win over there uh, because it's at home and we all know going to New Zealand and yeah. with those fans on a cold afternoon yeah. it's quite daunting and they've got a huge advantage um, 
so they probably still should win. But I'm, I am worried. I am worried about the last few weeks, and I I think if anyone can beat them right now, it is new, it is Newcastle. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. Before we let you go, Braith, and better go on air. Payne Haas was leading after yeah. 12 rounds. The Dally M. Now Reese Walsh was ineligible because yeah. of suspension. Who wins it? Yep. Yeah, I, I, a lot of. A lot of people saying Sean Johnson. I don't see why not because, you know, the advantage you have, and it was like Nico Hines last year with Cronulla, uh, mm. he's in a side where when they win, he's the best player. And yeah. That's pretty similar because mm. he's the, the main man. And I think you, you pole high, whereas the other teams like the Melbournes and, and the Broncos have probably got three or four that, that spread that are spread across the polling there with with with, certain, like with their performances and the. You know, there's always a different one getting three, two, one. Whereas if it's the Warriors who win, and he's been great, it's normally him. So I think Sean Johnson will, will, will win it, um, but I'm not confident on that. Mm. But he's my pick. Yeah. Hey, Braith, uh, thank you very much. I know your time is very precious before uh, NRL 360. But before we let you go, we have to sign off with this. As long as I can be true to myself. Hopefully I'll find someone. Just be true to yourself, bro. Just be true to yourself. Oh, boys. I'm going to go buy some roses now. You put me in the mood. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. All right, boys. Have a see you later. All right. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Yeah, imagine what you could be buying instead. Chris Nelson is joining us. There's a bit of controversy going on in the Nelson pad this afternoon. Uh, there's a loose cat mm-hmm. playing up. And, and Nelson doesn't like it when his pussycat makes an appearance on these crosses. Uh, loose cannon. Loose, <laughs> complete loose cannon. We're actually, we've had so many texts come through. Here's yeah. one. Uh, Barry from Birong uh, says, why can't Nelsa, why can't Nelsa's cat pick winners? He's no good at it. That's, again, these are texts from real listeners. <laughs> Where's Sh- Bill Tong? Shirley from Logan yeah. says, oh, I prefer right, yeah. Nelsa's cat. Yeah. <laughs> these are real texts. Yes. Yes, I'm sure they are, Jase. I'm sure they are. And there's Terry here from... Milpera, yes. Is that yes. you, Sats, joining in? Yeah, Terry from Milpera no, says Toowoomba. Is it Toowoomba? Yeah, Terry oh. from Toowoomba. No, mine says Must Milpera. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> What's he say? He says, Chris, "How come Chris Nelson doesn't sound like a jockey like every other person that <laughs> gives tips?" Oh, I can. <laughs> right here, can you just talk to us? What's happening this weekend? Well, I'm not going to give any tips now after those uh, rude we'll put your cat on. messages that came through. <laughs> yes. Uh, look, Peter from Pakenham said, we are, oh, shut up, will you? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Jeez, he was quick on the text, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I'll finally win. Margaret from oh, Meribra is on. No. She just said, look, I'll, I'll, I'll have a winning weekend then. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, racing this weekend in Queensland, guys. If you'd like to know, our feature meeting is at Eagle Farm. We also race at the Gold Coast on the Poly Track. We race at Dolby. It's Dolby Cup Day. Ah. We to head out to Dolby. It's the big day at Dolby. No Toowoomba meeting because everyone heads to Dolby for Dolby Cup. Wait, hang on. Uh, Andrew McCulloch's yeah. in Dolby this weekend. He's what? in Roma. I thought, no. But he was going to Dolby on the way, wasn't he? Carl Webb, he's a Dolby boy. Well, is he? Dolby is, Devils. Is, uh, can you confirm that Andrew McCulloch is putting the sash on the winning horse? Can I confirm it? Yes. No. Nah. Okay. okay, great. Brilliant. Thanks. Move on. Uh, we also race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday, and we've got some cup meetings also at Atherton and Springshore. 
Atherton and Springshaw. Springshaw, west of Mackay, near Rolleston Mine. Is it? Yeah, nice little yeah, town. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Uh, Interstate-wise, we've got some very West of Rocky, big... I should say. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yes, yes. I'll start again. Uh, <laughs> Interstate-wise, we have some very, very strong representation this weekend. Tony Gollan's got Antino resuming at Flemington. And Skirt the Law, the Magic Millions winner, also goes around there at Flemington. Uh, we've got Star Tontes going around in Sydney. So some really good representation uh, for Queensland horses this week. And there are a couple of others thrown in as well. So... Queensland flag is flying. I think we can get at least probably one or two winners out of that lot. Yeah, nice. Did you know Tony Gollan could mm. have been a Brisbane Bronco? Yes, he's a very good um, mm. league player. He is. Yeah. What? Yep, I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah, nice. He chose the right path, I might add. He certainly did. Yeah. All right, uh, mate. I'm done well out of it. Now, no tips because... Uh, no, what's your I cat think? No. Uh, she's got a tip. She likes Eagle Farm, race seven, number 11, Insta Good each way at about $10. Oh, now Sats is interested. Mm, yeah. I like yeah. that. Has your cat yeah. got an Instagram page? Uh, I think my daughter might have actually set one up years ago, but I don't know where it is now. And I don't know what it's called, oh. and I'm not finding out. So what was that again? That was uh, Eagle Farm, race, race 7. Race 7, yeah. number 11, Insta Good. Did I say Instagram? Instagood. No, Insta no, Insta no, say Instagood. Yeah. Well, Insta, yeah. by implying Insta, that means Instagram. Yeah. So yes. there you go. So, All right, All right, Nelson. So, uh, give the cat a pat for us. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You have you you have issues with wildlife at your place. If it's not the cat, it's oh. the birds. Mm. No, I've had issues with a bush turkey for about three weeks too, <laughs> and I've beaten it. I've beaten the bush. If anyone whoa, wants whoa, to know whoa, how whoa. to beat a bush turkey, hey, let whoa. me know. Just RSPCA, give me a call. mate. Yeah, RSPCA. No, 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 no. Not beaten, as in I've outfoxed it. Oh, yeah, no, what do you put a fox, fox onto it no. for? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, outsmarted. Mm. Would you believe that? Yeah, that we don't Probably believe. Not, yeah. All right, Nelson, yeah. enjoy your weekend. See you guys. Right, yeah, thank you, uh, Nelson. Before we go, Sats, we've only got around about a minute. Let's get to um, our Saturday outlook for Optimize Your Canola with new Optimum GLY hybrids from Pioneer Seeds. Of course, this game, we talked about it earlier the Warriors and the Knights at Mount Smart Stadium. It's going to be outstanding. Two great forward packs, I've got to say. Murata Neocorde up against Tyson Frizzell. And you've got young Leo Thompson and the Saifidi twins up against Adam Fanua Blake. There's Sean Johnson up against Caelan Ponga. It's just got everything in this game. I can't wait for it. It's, it's going to be absolutely amazing. And I think Newcastle are the Canberra from last week. They're going to be in front of a fanatical crowd. I know. And I think because of that, the Warriors just get away with it, Woogie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, mate, I... Jeez, I like both sides. I really do. Mm. I love. I, I just. I love what Newcastle are doing, going for eleven in a row. I want to see the Warriors go well. Uh, for that reason, I am on the Warriors. I, I just. It's a great story, and, and it's great for rugby league in New Zealand and the whole country. Getting behind it. So that's got to go. Good luck to the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Hey, who have the Green Bay Packers got? Don't know. Good stuff. Great fan of the Green Bay Packers. Listen, mate. We'll let you get back into your. Um, what is it? Your uh, protection program? <laughs> Witness protection. That's it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This has been Off the Bench. See you, Sats. See ya.